Good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another beautiful day our Lord has made. Today is obviously a special day. This is a day that we celebrate. We celebrate the greatest miracle that has ever been given to us. We celebrate an empty tomb. We celebrate a resurrection. We celebrate Jesus Christ, who is our risen Lord. And obviously, with him being risen, we are also risen. We are, we are risen with him. So please, join us. Let it Help us celebrate and praise our Heavenly Father. Lift your hands, lift your hearts, lift your spirits. And let's make this a beautiful, beautiful Easter Sunday. Paradise. 
that the grave is empty, then you know what I know. Anything is possible. Do you see what I see? That the grave is empty, then you know what I know. Anything is possible.
has borrowed for three days. His body there would not bring rest. Our God has brought us. Praise you. God, we praise you. You're worthy of praise. 
Jesus, God. We magnify you, King Jesus. You're the King. You've been crowned with glory and honor. We love your name. Holy is your name. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. In Jesus' name, we say amen. We're going to sing this next song. It's just a song of celebration. And it's called Good Grace, because that's what today is about, right? It's about good grace. Having some technical difficulties, but that's okay, you guys. I'm not gonna let it stop our worship, right? If there's any if there's any day that God or the enemy will come to steal, right? It's Easter Sunday. So it's good to be aware of those attacks, right? You guys ready to sing together as one choir? Can we do that today? We sing people. People come together, strangers Father, 
We lift our praise to you today. Thank you for your cross. Thank you for your blood, Jesus. And we sing, swing wide. Swing wide. Oh, you heaven. Let the praise go up as the walls come down. Oh, creation. Everything with breath repeats a sound. On his children, clean hands, pure hearts, good grace, good God. His name is Jesus. Oh, come on, everybody, as we sing about him. Sing wide, oh, you heavens. Let the praise go up as the walls come down. On creation, everything with breath repeats the sound. Oh, his children. His name is Jesus. the voice as we sing Jesus. Jesus, our redemption, our salvation is in his blood. Jesus, light of heaven, friend forever, his kingdom up, lift up his praise in this place. We thank you, Father. We thank you, King Jesus. We thank you for your blood. Come on, he's worthy of your praise this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's this little song real quick that says,
Are you grateful? Well, good morning, church. Happy Easter. Happy Resurrection Sunday. We're so glad to have you here joining us in person and online. Hey, would you get out of your seat if you're not already? Meet somebody new. Say hello to somebody. Tell them it's good to see them on this Easter Sunday. Thank you for being here with us. Good morning. Good morning, Good church. Gosh. How's everybody doing today? Come on. Happy so Resurrection good. Day. That's right. Should we see how, how um, many know? in tune they are in? Yes, do it. He is risen. He is risen oh, indeed. Oh, so good. So good. So, so good. Well, we're so glad you're here. If it's your first time, welcome, welcome. Um, we are excited for today. Today yes. is a good day. Amen. If you're joining us online, welcome everybody out there in the world, everywhere on one of these cameras. And uh, so, but we love you. We're excited. Happy Easter. Yes. Happy Resurrection Sunday. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. And we are Justin and Chelsea. We are. That's Kenton. true. We are. We're, the, we're like the pastors of the church or something. I, somebody said that. But. One of the pastors, yeah. Um, we have a great pastoral team. We so. do have a great team, yes. But if we have not had the chance to meet you, we would love to do so. I know there are some new faces out there, and so please make a point to say hi, and we would love to um, meet you and get to know you and get connected with you. If it is your first time here, um, we also have a gift for you. Mm -hmm. So you can fill out a, a connection card, and we have a gift for you in the back. Um, but stay in for some tacos and festivities and things like that we would love to connect with you and um yeah i may or may not be getting pied today in kids church yeah so if i look different or my mascara is like like that you guys can just keep this I was, picture i was looking out to see the if there's any other elementary kids that are missing out on that you know just making sure get it's them in gonna there. be so fun it's going to be awesome. That's how much i love the kids yeah it's so good it's so good i know we had to take our family pictures before service <laughs> Because she probably won't look the same. You know what yeah. I mean? So anyway. It's going to be awesome. Let's, let's continue in our worship with our tithes and offerings this morning. And I loved what Brad had shared um, from John chapter 3, verse 16. It's one of the most read verses in the Bible. But for this is how God loved the world. He gave. Come on, somebody say he gave. He gave. He gave. That's what we're here for. Because he gave his one and only son. So that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Verse 17 says, God sent his son into the world, not, somebody say not. Not. Not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Come on. I think sometimes church gets it wrong, and we, we get all about judgment and judging others. But if Jesus came, not to judge the world, but to save the world. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you that you set an example for us. Lord, of how to give. You gave your very best. You gave your one and only son so that we could be with you in eternity. So God, as, as we've prepared our tithes and prepared our offerings and put our heart down and said, God, what do you want to do? Lord, as we put things in the offering this morning, God, we believe that you're going to do a great work through it. Mm -hmm. And we're excited about the multiplication that's going to happen because of the faithfulness of a few. So God, we thank you and give you the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. 
Amen. 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 And for those of you who are wanting to give, you can give online at, um, on the Church Center app or Living Sunset TV where the um, ushers are going to come forward with buckets. Um, yep. Either way is totally good. There's also a link on the Bible app. Yes, the so Bible app. So if you don't have it, you can download the Version Bible app. All my notes are in there for you too. So um, just click on the More button, Events, Living Stones Church. And uh, everything's in there, the links and, and all, the, all the notes for today. Perfect. So um, if you don't have the Church Center app, I'm going to give you a few uh, details. So we do have youth services midweek. It's on Tuesday and um, at 7 p.m. So you can go to TV or the Church Center app. You can download that um, for location details and all of those fun things. Mm -hmm. And then we also have Sisterhood, which is our Come women's on. ministry. Where the ladies at? So much fun. There they are. And we are actually doing a special event this week um, where we are partnering with a um, ministry called Paint for Princesses. And what they do is they assemble Bibles. So they take Bibles that are already printed. And then they put custom handmade inserts um, that have kind of highlighted Bible verses or um, just snapshots of what God says about us, right? And they put those in the Bibles, and then those Bibles go to people who are rescued from trapped situations. And they partner heavily with ministries that rescue people from sex trafficking. And so these yeah. Bibles go into the hands of people that need God's word more than anything. And so um, that is going to be this Thursday, but we are asking for a registration. Um, and all of the money that fr from that registration is just $25, but that all $25 goes to that ministry to help support um, the rescues and what they are doing. So yep. it's going to be awesome. And if you're not a lady, where are my not ladies at? There we go. If you're not a lady, but you still want to give towards that, because you know what? It's a good cause to give yes. towards. Um, in, when you're on the giving portion of our app, if you click on what says general for general giving, you can click the, the, the drop, down. drop down menu and where it says SFP for slave free project. And every dollar that goes in there goes straight to them as yeah. well. So if you want to give towards that, go ahead and do that. We'll make sure they get it. So it'll be awesome. Yes. Fired up. Oh, my gosh. You know what? What? Go ahead. I was going to say, there's one say last something. thing. There's another last so, thing. So I know. And it's not on here, so I apologize. There won't uh -oh. be a fancy slide to go with it. But She's going off script. Here <laughs> we go. Of. So there, uh, we are doing a garage sale this Saturday. And what that is for is we have a ministry called Friend to Friend. And we don't advertise it too much because we have two storage units that are full of donations already. And if we told you all that we had this ministry, then all of you would want to give us all of your stuff, which is so generous of you. But right now, we're trying to get rid of some of it. So we are having a garage sale. So if you or anyone else that you know is in need of anything, furniture, beds, beds, um, desks. There's desks, there's all sorts of things. Yeah, all kinds um, of stuff. There's like home Barbecue appliance or... things, there's washer and dryer. I mean, there, there's a, most likely we can fill a need or two, right? So if you or someone you know is in need, please let us know. Um, we would love to um, pass on those pieces of generosity, right? Um, but this Saturday, Pastor Keith and Heather are hosting a garage sale. Um, so come and see. And if you need something, we're not trying to just make money. Um, however, anyone who does come and makes a donation for any kind of product, it's going to go back towards ministry, um, like missions and some other exciting things that we're going to roll out here in a few weeks. So Yes, yeah. so excited. Oh my gosh. Who's excited for the word this morning? Yeah, we're excited. 
Well, I'll tell you what, I know some of us, this might be our first time. We only come on Christmas and Easter. It's good to see you again. I'm glad you're here. Um, but uh, We're here yeah, every Sunday, though. I, know, I just want you guys to know. Uh, you might not believe it. We are here it. every Sunday. We show up every single week. We are. Yeah, not just two weeks a year. I'm not sure where it's it got crazy. lost in translation, but yeah. we are here every yeah. Sunday. So come. You're welcome. <laughs> There's a family of people here that love you, have been praying for you, and we want you to not just be an attender, but be involved yes. and see what God can do through you. Amen? Yes. So Amen. super excited. All right. I love you. I love you, too, and I'm going to let you preach in one second. More than one second. I'm, I'm going to so go sorry. sit down. Huh? No, don't. Um, after service, we do have an egg hunt. So yeah. I just want to give you a few details on that because I know he is going to get lit up and all excited. Oh my and I want to make sure you are fully equipped and informed before um, we get too far down the road. So <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. Okay. So um, after service, there is going to be a taco guy for purchase. Come on. They're good tacos. I'm just letting you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we're also going to have egg hunts. So we are going to let the little ones go first. So um, two and under are going to be between the orange and blue. So just make a mental note. I'll be out there as well. Um, and then three to five-year-olds are going to be on the other side. And they're going to have their fun. And then we're going to clear the field, reset it, and let the bigger kids go. Okay. So if you have kids that you'll need to check out after service, you can go ahead and do that, and then we will be ready for you when you get out there. So it's going to yes. be so much fun. Yes, I'm excited. It's going to be awesome. Love you. So good. Oh, come on. <laughs> right on cue, Tracer. Thank you, buddy. Oh, my goodness. Who is excited today? Chelsea's like, you remembered to bring a rag for sweat. That's amazing. It's going to get crazy today. It's going to be that much more fun. Let me see. We've got people watching online. Let me see my, how my online people are doing. Dorothy Faraganin, thanks for joining us. The Leppelmans, thanks for joining us from Iowa today. That's awesome. Tony and Jeanette Brandyberry, amazing. I uh, love you guys. I, I, I know I, I saw um, the Bush family on there earlier. Hortensia Vargas, welcome. Phil Norman, love you, buddy, praying for you. So good. I'm glad people are watching online. Isn't it so great that we have online church? Oh my gosh, when you're not feeling good or, or you just can't get out of bed or those, those waffles just look too good to make it, right? It's good. You can just watch church whenever you need to. But where, do I have some paper Bible people in here today? <coughs> yeah? Oh my goodness. Todd, would you mind grabbing a water for me or something? That'd be awesome. <coughs> Thank you so much. My, uh, my allergies are acting up and I think I'm going to cough more than I'm going to talk today. So anybody love allergy season? Oh, it's so good, isn't it? Man, I forgot to take my Zyrtec this morning like I'm supposed to. So I'm like, oh, here we go. We're going to make it happen. You guys praying for me while we do this? Awesome. Turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 28. And we're going to hang out there for most of the day. But I do have some paper Bible people here today. Where are my paper Bibles at? Look at that back there. That loud and proud on the back row. That's what I'm talking about. So good. Then you put it down right as soon as I pointed them out. That's wonderful. Uh, So good. I'm glad you brought your Bibles. Where are my electronic Bible people at today? Got some electronic Bibles. You know, I caught a lot of flack from you guys today. You know that? They're like, is that my pastor? That's not my pastor. He doesn't wear a suit jacket. Thank you so much. No, that's perfect. That's perfect. It'll, it'll get spilt all over. It'll be awesome. Thank you. It's nice and cold, too. That's perfect. All right. Um, yeah, so you guys are teasing me. 
because I got all gussied up today, goodness gracious. They're like, where's our pastor at? I, I, I usually wear a t-shirt and, and a flat-billed hat, you know, and just preaching and being, being all fun. But it's good to dress up for Easter, isn't it? It's fun. How many of you are wearing something you only wear like once a year? Like, come on, yeah! That's what I'm talking about, you know. So anyways, this, this thing pretty much only gets whipped out when, when uh, either I'm marrying somebody, somebody passed away, or, or it's Christmas or Easter. So it's good. So we're, we're doing it. I, I actually used to dress like this all the time. Can you believe that? Oh, yeah, those were the days, right? Come on, somebody. But anyway, all right, we're in Matthew chapter 28 this morning. Give me a shout if you made it there. Here we go. We're going to get in the Word this morning. Oh, my goodness, it's going to be good. Oh, he is risen. He is risen indeed. That's right. He is risen. He is risen indeed. You know, uh, one, of, one of my favorite parts about the resurrection, especially being a church named Living Stones, right, is, is that when the stone gets rolled away. Isn't that one of the coolest things, right? And thinking about that and the, the size of this stone that had to take multiple men to roll this stone away. And, and I, it just made me think about, you know, the message this morning and what God wanted to say. And, and I got a few laughs already, so we'll see if it, if it hits home. But I titled today's message, and tell your neighbor, that's how I roll. That's how I roll, right? Some of you are like, man, this is the cheesiest. Pastor, you haven't heard nothing yet. Oh my goodness, we, we will get into it. It's going to be fun. I'm going to enjoy it, all right? Um, Matthew chapter 28, verse 1 says, Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, come on, somebody talk about the other Mary today, went out to visit the tomb. Verse 2, suddenly, somebody say suddenly. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven rolled aside the stone, come on somebody, and sat on it. I love it, come on. His face shone like lightning. Ooh, man, that's just bright, isn't it? And his clothing was as white as snow, verse four. The guards shook with fear when they saw him and they fell into a dead faint. I probably would too. If, so, if some dude came out of nowhere and rolled away the stone and shone like lightning, I'd probably faint too. Anybody with me? Oh, my goodness. The angel then, the angel spoke to the women. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. Verse 6, he isn't here. Come on, somebody give a shout for Jesus. He, he isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come see. He is risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come see where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell the disciples that he is risen from the dead. And he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I've told you. Verse 8, the women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened. Come on, somebody say very frightened. But also filled with great joy. This is, that, that's pretty much the description of my wife when she rides on the back of my motorcycle. Very frightened, but also filled with great joy. Right? Are you with me? And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, grasped his feet, and worshipped him. Verse 10, then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. He's risen. He is risen. He is risen. You know what this means? This means hope is restored. Hope was restored. You have to imagine Mary Magdalene and the other Mary walking up, and they're, they're full of depression. They're full. They're, they're going, oh. 
We, we, we just want to go one more time and just honor him. Honor the dead. Un- honor Jesus who died on the cross only three days ago. <sighs> I'm sure they didn't walk up there with expectation, even though maybe they hoped on the inside that he might be risen like he said. But how many of us, when we're, when we're hoping for something, we're kind of preparing for the worst? Are you with me? Anybody like me? Come on, you, you prepare for the worst because then if, if it happens, you're not disappointed. Anybody like me? Come on. We have some pessimists in the crowd today. Got a few of them, right? Where are my optimists at? You're like, no, it's all good. Everything's good. There's a silver lining on every cloud. Are you with me? You're the person that makes everyone else sick. You know, it's awesome. No, that, that's me most of the time. I'll be honest. I'll be, I'll be honest. But he, hope is restored. He conquered death. Death has no sting. It has no power. We know this because Jesus is risen. Do you know the difference between, between being Christian and being anything else? It all hinges right here on this. If Jesus didn't resurrect, we would have nothing to believe in. Did you know that? If the resurrection didn't happen, we'd have nothing to believe in. It would just be meaningless religion. Ooh, are you with me? But when Jesus said, I'm the son of God, I have to go. And I'll come back with a vengeance. Are you with me? If anybody was here last week uh, for Palm Sunday, I was talking about how, why, why wouldn't Jesus just like come out with a bank? Why do you have to ride a donkey? Anybody with me? Like, I was like, man, why wouldn't he ride like, like some, some like purebred steed, like to come in with like armor and a, sh- you know, a shield and a sword? That's how I would do it. But you know what? I love that when he, when he, when he left with humility, he came back with a bang. He came back with a bang. Look, I thought about this as I was reading these scriptures. I was thinking to myself, why didn't Jesus just roll away the stone? I mean, he could have, right? I I almost see Jesus, he's like, listen, we got work to do, we got things to do. I'm going to employ this angel. I want you to go and roll away the stone and give the message. Jesus could have done it himself. Right? He could have he could have just like bam just popped out and like and just really freak out the guards. Are you with me? Like the dead guy just pushed away this giant boulder. Are you with me? But he sends an angel, and the angel just shock and awe campaign just sits on top of this rock, like, ha ha! He's risen! He's not here. Look at all these fainted guys down here. I don't know why they're sitting down here. What happened? Didn't we tell you this was gonna happen? Are you with me? He comes out with this shock and awe campaign. Here's, here's my first point. Do we have some note takers out there today? Yeah, all four of you. That's wonderful. Here's the, here's the point for number one, if you want to write it down. Jesus is alive, and we have work to do. Come on. Somebody repeat that with me. Jesus is alive, and we have work to do. See, I think about why Jesus didn't push away the rock himself. He's like, we got work to do. I got people to meet on the road to Damascus. I got I to connect with some people. I got to let people know that I'm here and things have changed and things are going to be good. Are you with me? And he's employing angels to go out and, and reveal that he's come, that he's here. I think he's doing the same thing with us. A lot of the times, we, we're just kind of going through our mundane lives. Anybody got a mundane life? Don't admit it. It's okay. But sometimes we're just going through the motions. One day after another. You look five years back and you're just five pounds heavier. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Somebody knows. Did you know that that's like an actual average? Like if you work at a desk, a regular desk job, you average gaining five pounds a year? I know because I got out of that, you know, and I'm still, I'm still holding on to it from, from just a few years ago, right? Are you with me? Come on, somebody. But why the shock and awe now? 
It's time for all hands on deck. Amen? Verse 2, suddenly there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. It's time to go to work. It's time to go to work. Are you with me? It's time to go to work because it's not enough to just keep going through the motions of life. It's not enough. Do you ever feel that quiet desperation inside of you? Like there's something inside of you that just says, there's more to life than this. Just doing the same thing over and over. Showing up to work. Getting off on Friday. Going and having a good time for a couple days so you can do it again next week. Are you with me? Somebody say purpose. Purpose. I don't know about you, but I, when I was sitting in my corporate job, I was wondering what is the purpose? I enjoyed making money. Don't get me wrong. I, I enjoyed making a lot of money, being able to go and do whatever the heck I wanted to, whenever the heck I wanted. Knowing first name basis of people at restaurants. Are you with me? But there was something dying on the inside as I sat in that cubicle day in and day out. I remember thinking, there's got to be more to life than this. I remember standing up on the top of the hill here in, in, in Temecula and looking over the whole valley and just going, Lord, is there more for me than just sitting here selling software? Are you with me? And I remember just asking God, and I remember praying over this valley and looking over and thinking, man, there's a lot of dark things happening right here in this valley. There's people that are struggling and you know what, the struggle might look different for, for some of us. Some of us, we might be having a hard time financially. We might be struggling with relationships. We might be going through all kinds of different things. Other of us, it might look good on the outside. You got the new boat and the nice house and all these things, but you're broken right in here. Are you with me? Without purpose, you're already dead just waiting for the grave. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Is this some heavy stuff today? I apologize. I love you. I love you. There's a good ending. Tell your neighbor it's going to get good. Don't shake your head no when you say it's going to get good. <laughs> Romans 13 verse 11 says this. This is all the more urgent. Somebody say urgent. This is all the more urgent for you to know how late it is. Time is running out. Tell your neighbor, wake up. Wake up, for salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Verse 12, the night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor of right living. Verse 13, because we belong to the day, we must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness or in sexual promiscuity and immoral living or in quarreling and jealousy, verse 14. Instead, somebody say instead. Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. Listen, I am no different than anybody in the seat next to you. I am a human being. With human desires. Do I have any human beings here today? Just a couple. That's good. For the rest of you perfect people, welcome. I'm so glad you're here because you made, you made the average go up. But I tell you what, this guy right here is not a perfect person. 
I'm not a perfect person. You know what? If I'm left to my sinful desires, I'm just like the dirtiest people that you know. Oh, that's hard to look at, isn't it? All of a sudden, you're looking at, you don't look at the pastor the same way. You know, sometimes it's easier just to put a pastor on a pedestal and think that they're perfect. Are you with me? It's easier to think, well, they've got it all together. I've, I, I, saw, I, saw, I saw them kiss on stage. They don't have arguments. Oh, we have arguments. Are you with me? Chelsea and I are some of the stubbornest people that you know. And stubborn people think they're right. Are you with me? Chelsea's usually right, but I still think I'm right. Are you with me? But we're just regular people. And as you follow Christ, you've got to put your, take yourself off and put Jesus back on. You know what? I'm watching the church now, and it's no wonder that church numbers have gone down so much all across the United States because church people suck. Yeah, I said it. All the people watching online, they suck. Because church people are some of the biggest hypocrites. Are you with me? They say one thing and do another. I'm just, you know what? The truth is, they're human. They're human people. We put such a high, high pedestal on what a church person should be. But you know what a church person is? A church person is just a broken person trying to take themselves off today again and put Jesus back on. And how many times we screw up, it can be numerous daily. Are you with me? Where all of a sudden you're being judgmental or you're looking at somebody the wrong way. I'll be honest with you. I, I got to go to a, a service at a different church this week and, and, and I, I kind of enjoyed it. But I'll be honest with you, the, the gentleman really reminded me of like a comedian the whole time. And not in a good way, are you with me? Like, I know you guys laugh sometimes when I'm saying stuff, but all I could think of was, was uh, 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 the, the lady who does, I can't even remember her name, but she says, a beautiful nail, just one. Are you with me? And the whole time I'm listening, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm like committing blasphemy as much as I can possibly think because I can't take this guy seriously because all I can hear is that. Why you no like? I'm like, Justin, what is wrong with you? Pray for me, you guys. I am like... I'm a terrible sinner. Some of you are, are thinking that of me right now, just goofy stuff. Are you with me? Like, who is this guy? But we're just regular people, amen? We're regular people trying to take ourselves off because I'm a sarcastic, goofy guy. Are you with me? And so I'm sitting there like, how do I not crack a joke this whole time while this guy's talking? Like, oh, just bite your tongue in the name of Jesus, you know? <gasps> are you with me? Some of you understand what I'm talking about. Some of you are real people not trying to pretend while you're at church. Are you with me? Come on. Come on. Some of you are like, dude, wow. Anyway, point number two for my note takers. I will not fear, but focus. Somebody say focus. I will not fear, but focus on the hope at hand. The world we're living in right now, fear is being given to us like a delicacy. Oh, you're not afraid of this anymore? Let me give you a new fear. Oh, that one, you're over that one? Let me give you a new fear. You know what? Maybe there's a fear over in foreign lands that you need to think about now so that you don't have to worry about the fear that's on, the, on, on your soil. Right? We're just going to, hey, you know what? It's a two-for-one special. We can, be, we can be fearful of two things at once, you guys. Like, it's just going to get that good. Are you with me? Is this not the world we're living in right now? I mean, it, there, it doesn't, not a moment goes by that we're not afraid of something. That we're not being fed something to be afraid of. But I love 
I love what the Bible says. Are you with me? Right here in verse 5, then the angel spoke to the women, don't be afraid. I'm going to speak to you today, and I hope I shine like lightning this morning. But don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Why is he yelling at us? I don't know. I don't know. Just get excited and I start screaming things. You should live in my house. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't yell all, all the time. You know, unless, unless the Oilers are losing, then I'm like, dude, come on. And if they're losing to the Ducks, you know, I'm going to be done for like days and days and days. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead just as he said would happen. Come see where his body was laying. And now go quickly and tell the disciples that he is risen from the dead. He is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. How many of us are looking for hope in all the wrong places? Come on. We're, we're being fed all this fear, and so we start, we start doing things that will try to dumb it down as pos- much as possible. Are you with me? You know, some of us, that's through a substance, right? Some of us, that might be, might be through a, a preferred drink. Are you with me? Just to dumb it down a little bit. I don't know about you, but at the end of the week, it's like, oh, if I just get a, get a beer, a glass of wine, maybe I can just dumb it down just a little bit. Are you with me? Oh, I got a few honest people. That's good. I, just, I, didn't, I didn't look. I closed my eyes just to make sure. I'm like, don't raise your hand pointing at your spouse, you know. Don't get me wrong. My, my preferred drink is a margarita. That probably offended half the people in here. That's awesome. But that's my preferred Right? That, that puts me back on vacation every time I have a drink of that. I'm thinking like I'm on, I'm on the serenity deck of, of, a, of, a, of a cruise ship right at that moment. Anybody with me? Come on. But some of us are using those things just to dumb down what life has been dealing us over and over and over again. Other ways that we do it, maybe, maybe you're indulging in eating. This, you don't get a figure like this. Are you, you know what I'm saying? Like This round is a shape. I've been in shape for a while. Are you with me, right? Because, you know, when, when I get stressed out, you know, that, that bacon cheeseburger or, or carne asada burrito, are you with me, anybody, right? Extra sour cream. Mmm. I can't wait. Listen, I'm going to give you a hint. This is, this is a word from the Lord. Are you with me? Keto tacos. You think like keto, that's like diet stuff, right? No. It's delicious. Keto tacos. When you go out there, ask them for a keto taco. They get rid of the shell and they make a shell out of cheese. Dear heavenly baby Jesus, like that is so good. So good, so good. But we indulge in all these things just trying to put life in a place that's tolerable. But I want to tell you there's hope. Hope is at hand. Hope is at hand. We don't need all these other, you don't need to binge Netflix, are you with me, to get through the day. We don't need to do that. Listen, I'm just as guilty as everybody. Are you with me? Uh, uh, they, they, took, uh, they took all of the, uh, the Marvel Netflix things off of Netflix and put on Disney. Luckily, I had both. Are you with me? Right? So I'm, I'm, I'm still going through it right now and watching all of those things. I'm going to get through the entire saga. <sighs> Doesn't it feel good to just be human? But what I'm trying to say is you don't need those things just to get through the day. Now, there's nothing wrong with those things. There's nothing wrong with those things in moderation. Are you with me? There's nothing wrong with those things. The Bible doesn't say you can't drink. It says that you can't get drunk. You got me? It's saying don't 
these things have you. It's okay to have things. Wow, finally a pastor that's honest. Goodness gracious. It's okay to have things. It's just not okay for the things to have you. Are you with me? If you need it so bad that you have to finance it, maybe you didn't need it. Now, I know, all of us have to finance our homes. Don't, you know, come on. I, I don't want these emails like, wow, pastor, do you have any debt? I just wanted to see your debt. You know, yes, I have debt. I, I have debt on my home. Are you with me? Like, don't get on me all, all crazy. Gosh, I love religious people. Oh, so good. I'm going to get emails about margaritas, about binge-watching, you know, Marvel shows that are, are not PG-13, right? You know, oh, goodness. Come on, come. But you know what? I got a bunch of human brothers and sisters in here that are regular people just like me, that are trying to take themselves out of the equation and put Jesus back on. That's the way we're supposed to do it. Are you with me? You can be a normal person. You don't have to be a, a, a Jesite. Are you with me? Like, like, are you with me? We all become these like Christian robots. Hello, here we go. Yeah. Thank you for coming to church today. I am well going in and I'm well going out. Thank you very much. Right? Oh, my gosh. I can see the offense. <laughs> this is so wonderful. I love this. Like, like you want to know who's offended? Look around and the person that's going like this. He can't talk about things like that. That's blasphemy. That's blasphemy. You know, last I checked, like, God put me on this platform. So as long as he's okay with it, I'm okay with it. Are you with me? Let's stop being offended about stupid things. Gosh, darn it. La last night, we, we got to go and do worship together with another church right down the street. Can I tell you how rare that is? You know why? Because Christian people suck. They do, pastors included. They're so afraid that someone's going to take people from their church that they won't work together. You know how ridiculous it would be? We are considered the body of Christ. What if my arm was so jealous at the fact that my leg is doing other things and they decided they needed to separate and never talk to each other? Are you with me? Like, it's ridiculous when we think about it. But this is how the church works. Let's just get offended about everything so that we can say, hey, I'm a Christian, I just don't go to church. I don't, I don't need to go to church to be a Christian. That's interesting because the same Bible that you read that I read says, don't forsake the gathering of the brethren like so many have come accustomed to. You see, you'll, you'll get so offended. Oh, my gosh, he, he drinks, he binge watches, he, he eats burgers and all these things. He's gluttonous. I'm a sinner. Surprise! I'm looking around. I'm looking for the perfect person. I still haven't found him yet. I know they're probably in here somewhere. But here's the thing, man. Like, let's get off of our high horse. Are you with me? And get real. Get real with God. Listen, if, if all you know is four-letter words and that's how you know how to talk to God, then talk to God with four-letter words until you learn some new ones. Are you with me? Listen, I, I've had people cuss in the middle of the church because they got excited because they had a miraculous healing happen in their body. They had, didn't know what else to say. What's in you comes out, and what came out of him was, holy because he was able to take the brace off of his hand. Why would God bless somebody who let curse words come out of their mouth? Because he knows we're all broken. He knows we're all broken. 
as God starts to touch his people, that's where you begin to transform. No one asks you to be perfect so you could come in here. Some of the people watching online right now were afraid to come here. They get zapped by lightning. Are you with me? Because they're like, oh, man, I'm not allowed in places like that. Because what I was doing last night wasn't quite the same. Are you with me? Church is supposed to be full of human beings who daily are getting better and closer to being like Jesus. Jesus got pissed off at a fig tree. Are you with me? The thing didn't produce fruit. And he says, curse you and die. I mean, some of us are just the same way, right, when our car doesn't start. Curse you and die, right? Maybe a few choice words. But Jesus got me out of the fig tree. Listen, he was fully human and fully God. I love, I love that if Jesus could be tempted, because if he, if he was perfect, 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 he couldn't be tempted, right? But he could be tempted because he got to feel our flesh. Are you with me? He just didn't give in to the temptation like a lot of us do. That's the only difference. Fully man, fully God. Oh, man, if anybody gets mad, it's fine. Read your Bible more. You'll figure it out. No offense. Fully offended. We're looking for hope in all the wrong places. Maybe we're like the Marys, and we're looking to mourn what we've lost when hope is at hand. We're looking to mourn what we've lost. You know, I I know that I'm so grateful to be able to do Easter like this. Because last year we did Easter in the parking lot. Because they wouldn't allow churches to be in the building. And it was awesome, don't get me wrong. We had a great time. But I'm grateful for moments like this. You know, we can mourn what we used to have. We can mourn when when Jesus was walking with us and doing miracles, right? This is what the Marys were experiencing. They they would walk with Jesus. They'd see him touch people. They'd see him pray for people and people to be healed and transformed in a moment. Now they're walking up to the tomb mourning what they used to have instead of realizing that hope is at hand. Jesus has been unleashed. Are you with me? The, the, the stone has rolled away. Jesus is like, this is how I roll. Are you with me? He comes in saying, hey, hope's not lost. Here I am. Are you with me? And I just want you to know that's where he's at right here in your life right now. Psalms 46 verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. Verse 2 So we will not fear. Somebody say, we will not fear. We will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble and the waters surge. A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. Verse 5, God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. Verse 6, The nations are in chaos. Sound familiar? And their kingdoms crumble. Also sound familiar? God's voice thunders and the earth melts. Verse 7. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us and the God of Israel is our fortress. Listen, you have nothing to be afraid of. You have nothing to be afraid of. Our God is large and in charge. He's bigger than your circumstances. He's bigger than your addictions. I think there's some people in here that have claimed that over themselves. I'm addicted. I'm addicted. I'm addicted. We were at men's group and and, uh, Big Rob was sharing that that, uh, he was told, stop saying that. Stop saying you're addicted. Because a lot of us, we we say we're addicted to give ourselves a little, little stamp saying, hey, this is why I am this way. 
But then when we seek the Lord and he tells us who we really are, oh, it probably scares us. Are you with me? I know it scared me when I'm sitting in that cubicle and God tells me that I'm going to go and preach the gospel. I'm going to go and preach to the nations. You know, I was kind of comfortable in that cubicle at that point. Are you with me? I was comfortable with mediocre. I was comfortable with average. Most people would have considered it above average, but I didn't because I'd been there. Are you with me? All of a sudden when you're in it, you're going, this isn't it. This didn't fulfill me like I thought it would. I thought if I could just make it in the corporate world that I'd have purpose, that I'd feel, I'd feel purpose day in and day out. You know what I found? I found more bondage. More bondage. I don't know if that's anybody here, but you've been, you've been seeking success the way that you think that it is, only to find that it, it owns you more than you own it. Anybody with me? Come on, I'm just being real. I'm just being real. I want to tell you, when you finally surrender to God and you say, Lord, here I am, broken, cussing, drinking, I'm just a regular human being, God, but if you can use me, I'll say yes. If you can be like that, just be somebody that will say yes. Oh, but I don't have have a degree. You know, I didn't go to school to be a pastor. Neither did I. Oh, now some of you are going, oh, well, that's the problem. I get it. I'm less offended now. You're just uneducated. That's all. You know, the Bible talks about the disciples, and it says they knew they had been with Jesus because these were uneducated men. We're so offended when things like that happen. Like, oh, my gosh, we have this uneducated person. I've already gone to Bible school. I've gone to, I've gone to seminary. I've done these things. I know more than the pastor does. Why is God using me? More than he might be using you. Oh, sounds arrogant, Pastor Justin. Sounds arrogant. No, the only reason is because I said yes, and you're still waiting to. That's it. Say yes. Say yes. If you just say yes, see what he'll do next. I know it sounds crazy. It sounds too simple, doesn't it? I mean, you've got to go through seminary. You've got to do all these things. That's what you're supposed to do. It. How many of the disciples did that? Mr. Seminary degree? How many of them? I, I would dare to say not the majority. We'll just keep it at that. I know there is. I know Luke was pretty educated, and you know. And then you have Matthew, who's a tax collector. He's like the opposite of, of what you would want as a leader, right? He's the persecutor, right? Then you have Paul, who's considered the persecutor of Christians, which means he sent people to death. These are the disciples. Wow, these are jacked up people. Hello, look around. You qualify. Are you with me? As we start to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he'll make us more and more of who he wants us to be. Chaos can ensue around you, but you still have hope. You still have hope. Hope is an anchor in the storm. Jesus is an anchor. He didn't say he was going to get rid of the storm. He just said he'd be your anchor in it. How many people feel like they're going through a storm? Ah, it seems like you can't figure out which way is up. I, I remember as a kid going out and into the ocean and playing in the ocean, and, and I'd get hit by, by the riptide, are you with me? And then all of a sudden, not know which direction is up. You're trying to look to where the bubbles are, but they're all going in different directions. That's what life feels like a lot of the times. It's like, oh, my gosh, just when I thought I figured out what up was, I got hit with another wave. Another thing hit us. Now our finances are messed up. Another thing hit us. Now this person is sick. Another thing hit us. The dog died. Another thing hit us. Are you with me? Wave after wave after wave. All the while, Jesus says, here I am. 
an anchor in the storm. Seek me. Hold on to me. It doesn't mean the storm's going to feel any better, but you'll know where I am and you'll know where you are. Are you with me? Come on. Is anybody still here today? Hope is at hand. Hope is at hand. Here's point number three for, for my note takers. I will go and share my newfound hope. Come on, let's read that together. I will go and share my newfound hope. This is where the rubber hits the road. It's easy to be a Christian that just sits in a seat. Being a Christian that sits in the seat is kind of like being in the NBA when you went to an NBA game. Is anybody... Has anybody been into a, 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 a sports sporting event before and sat in the stands? Were you any more an athlete at that moment? <laughs> Me neither, right? I love, I love going and watching hockey games. Hockey's my sport, you know. If that offends anybody, bummer for you, you know. But I love hockey. I mean, people always bring up like football, and I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's kind of like football but manly, you know. Ah, see, I always, I know how to get them right there. Just teasing, just teasing. Football's fun too. I will go and share my newfound hope. Most of us, we're comfortable sitting in the seat. You know, some of us are comfortable just watching online. And I'm prayerful that you go from watching online to getting in the seat, to getting in the seat, to getting in the game. Because this is a game that everyone can play. This is a game that everyone can be a part of. He can use you as a skeptic person. He can use you as a pessimist. He can use you when all you know is four-letter words. Are you with me? Because you're going to talk to a group of people who won't talk to me. Right? The, the same group of people that, that knows the same four-letter words that you do and that's it. Hey, let me tell you about this Jesus that I met. He's an awesome are you with me? Come on. Just be real. Just be real. These uneducated men. I think about John the Baptist. This dude's eating bugs. He doesn't, he's camping. Are you with me? Always camping, eating bugs. I wonder what John the Baptist smelled like. You know, one of my mentors in ministry, he, this one time I, I didn't have mints on me. And so he said, he's like, bro, how are you going to minister to people when all, they can't get past your breath? Are you with me? And then I think about John the Baptist. This dude's got locust breath. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he's just baptizing like nobody's business. Bam! He's just getting, we're getting it done. Are you with me? God can use you, even with your locust breath. Tell that to your neighbor right now. Are you with me? God can use you, even with your locust breath. Let's go to verse 8. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, grasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. The women ran quickly quickly from the tomb. Some of us, we need to run quickly from our previous mindset. That previous mindset of mourning what we used to have. 
that previous mindset of, of wishing it were like the good old days. Are you with me? We need to run quickly from what used to be on to what God's called us to be. Oh, there's a group of people in here. If, you will, if you'll only hear this, you can forget the rest of it. It's okay. Forget the rest of the sermon. Just remember this. It's time to go. It's time to go. It's time to go. We don't have to keep playing the same games. It's time to go. God called you. It says in the word that every person is a minister. You can call me pastor. You can call me Justin. I don't care. I don't, titles don't mean that much to me. Are you with me? They don't. But a minister of Christ is every single person in this room. A minister. What does a minister do? Do they quote Bible scriptures? Do they stand in front of groups of people wearing a suit jacket and looking all pretty? No. You just share what he did with you. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. When God spoke to you, raw and regular, just a regular person, a regular dude, a regular lady, when God spoke to you and he told you how much he loved you, could you share that with someone who's feeling the same way you felt? You know, I've, I've used this tool for relatability. It's called Feel, Felt, Found. If you want to memorize something today, feel, felt, found. It's realizing that we can come onto the same level. We don't have people moving cameras today, do we? I'm going to get down, all right? We come down to the same level. And we say, you know what? I know how you feel. I felt the same way. Here's what I found. It's that easy. I know how you feel. I've been in your shoes. I've gone through what you've gone through. I've gone through loss. I've, 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 I've tried to drown it out with a substance just to get through it. I know how you feel. I felt the same way. But here's what I found. I found freedom in Jesus. I found that he loves me. I found that he's not, he didn't come here to judge. I, I thought the whole time, every time I went to church, I felt like I was being judged by everybody. Just remember, church people suck. It's okay. The minute you go to church is the minute you start judging people too. Amazing. I know how you feel. I felt the same way. But here's what I found. He loves me. I'm not alone. We can get through this together. God has purpose for your life if He put breath in your lungs. It's good to see you guys. Love you. I think about the people around us. And I think about those that haven't found Jesus yet. And what I'm talking about, I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about just being a churchgoer because I tell you what, you can come to this church every day for the rest of your life and not know Jesus. Every day. Oh, it's a cry of my heart that that wouldn't happen. But you could. You could. There's people that have been going to church for 20 and 30 years. They think pretty highly of themselves. I've been going to church for this many years. I have not missed a Sunday. I set up the chairs and I pass the buckets. This is what I do. Who cares, bro? Do you know him? Do you know him? Do you know him? 
Because if you know him, here's the truth. In verse 18, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. We've all been through the storms of the last few years. There is not a person in here that has not been affected by the storms. Some are smiling, some are not. But we've all been affected by the storms. All the fear we've been fed. All the junk happening in our world. He didn't say that that would be gone. He just said, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. It means I will not forsake you. It means I will not leave you when you need me. It means I will be there when you struggle. Listen, when you sin and you start to think like, like, oh my gosh, here I am, I'm doing it again. I'm on that website I shouldn't be on. I'm doing that thing I shouldn't be doing and I know it's wrong. Jesus is right there and he's not scolding you he's saying listen I know how hard your flesh pulls at you and I'm making a way out but you have to choose it you have to want it if you want me I'm here I I mean I love when, when he called Peter out on the water and Peter's walking on water which would be pretty amazing I'd love to see somebody walking on water anybody with me? it'd be pretty cool but he's walking on water till he feels, figures out that he's like, wait a minute, I'm walking on water. That's like any of us. I'm walking in faith. And then all of a sudden you're going, wait a minute, I'm walking in faith. I've got nothing else to stand on but my faith. Is it enough? And as you begin to sink, then you start to see circumstances around you again. And you're looking like, oh gosh, You're right, it hasn't changed. The circumstances are still there. Oh my gosh, those sinful desires. I gave my life to Jesus, but yet those sinful desires are still in there. What's wrong with me? I I must be an anomaly. I must be one of the only ones. Listen, you're not one of the only ones. You're just like Peter. You're sinking in your own self. But Jesus is right there and he says, help. Some of us are right there in that moment. Help goes and picks him up out of the water says oh you have little faith but he knows most of us can't believe we have a hard time believing it's hard to see the waves around it's hard to see the storm around us and believe the only difference between somebody that has Christ and somebody that doesn't is right there they have hope in the middle of their storm they have hope there's something to hold on to Instead of cursing God, saying, you made me go through this, how dare you? What's wrong with you? If you knew what I could handle, you'd know I couldn't handle this. But he's saying, I never left you, I'm right here. Just grab hold, my hand's sitting there waiting for you. If you're here this morning, and you don't have that personal relationship with Jesus, I want to introduce you to my best friend. This is a best friend. They came not to condemn me because I I like Marvel shows. He didn't come to condemn me because I like margaritas. 
He didn't come to condemn me. He came to set me free. To where now those things don't have me. Are you with me? Oh, I can enjoy the movie. I can enjoy the show. You better bet I'm going to go watch um, the, the, the multiverse of madness on May 5th or 6th or whatever day it is. Are you with me? I'm excited. But I'm more excited about what God has done in my life and through my life. Are you with me? And I pray that he does that for you. I pray that whether you think you're all that in a bag of chips or you don't think you're anything, wherever you're at on the spectrum, I pray that you can finally put that aside and see Jesus for who he really is. See that he is so madly in love with you that he would give his life for you. That he's so madly in love with you that three days ago, a couple thousand years ago, he stood up on that cross and he said, forgive them for they know not what they do. They're seeking after their flesh. They're seeking after just being a regular person. They, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And then the word says, if you would only believe, if you'd only seek him and believe, then you can see your life lit on fire. Ready to take the lid off? That's how I roll. I think some of us are living in our tomb still. And Jesus already rolled away the rock. But we just don't believe we can come out. I feel protected in my tomb. I feel protected in my prison. You know what? I'm used to this discomfort. Anybody heard that old story of the, the dog sitting on a nail? There was this these two gentlemen, one guy walks up to this gentleman and his, his dog on the porch, sits down, they're having a conversation, just talking and sharing about the week and what's going on. And every few minutes, the dog would howl out this gnarly howl. He's like, dude, what is wrong with your dog? Why is it that he keeps howling like that? He said, oh, that's easy. He's sitting on a nail. He's sitting on a nail and it's gotten more comfortable just to sit on the nail and howl than it is to just get up off of it. So many of us are living our lives the same way where we're complaining about everything around us, complaining about church, complaining about pastors, complaining about the people, complaining about the government, the president, the governor, complaining about how things are done, yet we're all just sitting on the nail not willing to do anything about it. You want to change a nation? Change your household. Yep, I'm calling out people right now. You want to change a nation? Change your household. You start reading the Word of God for yourself. Oh, I learned in Catholic school I'm not allowed to do that. That's just the priest does that. No, you read the Word of God yourself. Understand it for yourself. Ask questions. Start, start questioning everything around you. It's fine. Question everything that I preach on Sundays. Get in your word and start figuring it out for yourself. Saying, God, I don't know all this stuff. I don't understand this stuff. And you might be saying that with four-letter words coming out. But, hey, God, if you're real, then show me who you are. He'll listen. He'll listen. He's been there the whole time. And then he starts to speak to you through his word. You're like, I didn't think that this old book applied to everyday living today, but man, it teaches me how to have a good marriage. It teaches me how to be a good father. It teaches me how to be a good wife. It teaches me how to have purpose. It teaches me how to seek God. It teaches me how to walk in power and favor with the Lord. It's all in here. Everything's in here. 
why haven't I picked this thing up? Why haven't I been in church? Why do we only go on Christmas and Easter? For tradition's sake? Screw tradition. Question tradition. That's what I'm asking you to do today. Question tradition. Everything that you do, ask why. Why do we celebrate Easter? What's with the Easter eggs? Isn't that pagan stuff? Or is it just fun for the kids? Come on. Why? What does it mean? Get in there and find out. Unlock your life. You want to live on purpose? Give up your old self. Walk with Jesus. Let him show you who he really is. That he's not here to condemn you like everybody around you. It's so easy to condemn. It's so easy to point the finger. I can point the finger at every single person in here and you all can point the finger at me. Because we all fall short. It says that in there. Romans. All fall short of the glory of God. None is worthy, not one. It's only by the blood of Christ. It's only by Him that you get to see heaven. Are you with me? Only. So I want to pray for you this morning. If you're here this morning, you don't have that personal relationship with Jesus. With every head bowed and every eye closed, this is a moment between you and God. He's been standing there holding His hand out the entire time that you might have been drowning. And the reason I have everybody close their eyes is because I want this to be between you and Him. I don't want you to be afraid to acknowledge Him because somebody's looking. But the Word says that if you'll, if you'll acknowledge me before men, I'll acknowledge you before the Father. So it says don't be afraid of that. Walk in it. So if that's you here this morning, you're like, I do. You know what? I might have been going to church for a long time. I might have been going to Christmas and Easter for a long time. But, you know, I want to have a real relationship with God. I want to experience Him the way I heard about today. If that's you here this morning, can you just raise your hand? Nobody's looking around. They're not looking at you. I see your hand back there. I see your hand up here. Both of you awesome people. Is that some more people? I know you can feel it. You start feeling it because your hands start to get sweaty. Your heart starts to pound a little bit. And you're wondering, is He talking to me? And the answer is yes. He's talking to you not preaching at you this morning. I'm preaching with you. I'm preaching with you. I'm discovering the truth of God just the same as you are. And you are worthy because He said you're worthy, not because I said you're worthy. He said you're worthy when He went up on that cross. And He says, I know they're screwing up. I know they're doing the wrong thing. I know that they think they're worthless and they don't have purpose in their life. But Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. If that's you this morning, I want you to raise your hand for me. I'm just going to pray with you. I won't embarrass you, I promise. Is that anybody else? I feel like it's important to wait. There you go, brother. There you go, sister. Come on. Is that somebody else? He waits for you. The Bible says that he waits by the door and knocks. If you would only answer. For those that raise their hand, there's about four of you that raise your hand. I want you to pray something like this. Now, listen, there's no, 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 no special power in the words that I'm saying. The power is found in your heart. When you fully submit yourself to God and you fully surrender, that's when you can have victory. I know it doesn't make sense. Surrender doesn't usually mean victory. It means defeat. But in this, in this case, 
death is defeated. You see, in Romans, it also says that the wages of sin is death. That means that all of us have earned death. We've earned death. And the only way we get to heaven is by God's grace. Because he loved us and we would accept the free gift that was very expensive. It was his only son. And when we receive that free gift, then and only then are we justified. Just one more moment. I want to give somebody one more moment. Thank you for being so patient, keeping your eyes closed, not looking around, making sure they feel comfortable enough to say, hey, I'm ready. Is that somebody else in here? Oh, man, I can feel you. I feel how stubborn you are. It's all right. God uses stubborn people. Just like me, just like my wife, just like Paul the Apostle, a persecutor of Christians, also wrote most of the New Testament. This guy who killed Christians ended up being the biggest advocate. He can use the passionately negative more so than he can use lukewarm people. I love passionately negative people because if they switch sides, oh, they're passionately positive. I feel like there's still one more person in here. And you're like, crap, dude, come on, man. Let's get this over with. It's you, man. It's you. Surrender to Jesus this morning. The great thing about surrender is that it actually displays real strength. Most people are afraid. And when you can actually admit that you don't have all that it takes to do this on your own, that's when you finally get to a place where God can use you. Is that someone else? All right, let me pray for you. Father God, I just thank you for those that raised their hands this morning and those that maybe didn't have the guts to. God, I pray, Lord, that right now, there'd be a prayer happening in their heart where they say, Lord, please forgive me for my sin. Forgive me that I haven't, I haven't walked with you. God, I know I can't do this thing called life by myself, and I know that I need you. I need that anchor in the storm. So God, I give myself to you right now, and I thank you that you're going to move in my life in a huge, huge way. So God, I give my life to you this morning. Jesus' mighty name we pray. All God's people said, amen. Amen. Come on, somebody lift up a shout this morning. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Oh, anybody ready for some keto tacos? Let's stand and worship together for a moment. We'll get you out there and get those kids hunting some eggs.
good. He's so good. I pray that you came in here one way and that you leave a different way. Leave changed. Leave transformed. Leave full of hope. Because hope is at hand and it's time to go out and do the work. Amen. There's people around you that need to hear the good news. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Come on. Oh. Oh. We're about to go have fun. Have some tacos and do some egg hunts and have a good time just enjoying one another's company. But remember what today's about. Today's not about egg hunts. Today's not about tacos. Today's not even about a church service. It's not about a crazy pastor. Today is Resurrection Sunday. Today is the fulfillment of the promise that God gave to each and every one of us that we don't have to be ashamed, we don't have to live in fear, we don't have to be condemned to die, that He has set us free. Amen? That's the good news. Go share the good news. Share the good news with somebody. Let them know their love. Let them know their sin's not big enough, it's not special enough to discount them from God. That He loves them anyway. Amen? He loves them anyway. He loves them anyway. We love you. Enjoy the tacos. Enjoy the eggs. Go get your kids. They're screaming and being crazy. We love you. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. It's going to be good.